0: Tonight um, uh, is uh, going to be a discussion on avoiding the plateau in your practice. And during this session, we're going to discuss ways to excel your practice rather than let it plateau, uh, discuss ways to improve self-motivation and how career planning can be an important way to avoid the plateau. And Dr. Murray will also discuss the importance of balancing work and life. And to that note, I'd really like uh, um, to introduce uh, Vinnie de Moret, who's an orthopedic surgeon and assistant professor in the Department of Orthopedics and Traumatology at the Federal University of South Paulo. Vinnie, it's uh, a great pleasure, uh, and I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing you tonight.
1: Thanks for the invitation.
0: His special guest tonight is uh, Fabio de Moret, who's a radiation oncologist and assistant professor at Queen's University and on faculty at Kingston Health Sciences. And uh, again, thank you both sincerely for joining us tonight and I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, your talks and the discussion, take it away. Yes.
1: Thank you Mo, thank you Brad for the invitation. Uh, I'm so happy that I'm here in this this Insights World Tour and uh, it's going to be a pleasure to talk a little bit about this issue that I really believe that is important for everybody. next, please. So uh, I think that Patrizor already said, I was a former McMaster fellow. I do like uh, to speak to to explore research uh, in clinical trials, systematic reviews. And the things that I like the most is to talk a little bit about non-orthopedic factors that can influence our practice. Next, please. So I missed that 2012 times when I was at the cave with Mo and also with my friend from Mexico, that is Jorge. Uh, Next, please. Oh, and we do have like a special guest that is Fabio. Here is me and Fabio uh, doing something that can avoid the plateau in our practice that we were running the Toronto Marathon in 2016. And he's a professor and uh, he's also a young uh, cancer research and innovation leader. Next, so I'd like to explore uh, talking a little bit about the avoiding the plateau. Giving you three scenarios about some orthopedic surgeons. So I will start with a thirty-five one, 35 years orthopedic surgeon that he has finished his resident program. He was a fellow like two or three years ago. He has moved to the countryside and started his practice and he is still feeling a little bit of tired of studying, tired of working, tired of the night shifts. Next. And he's still doing surgeries three mornings every week and he goes to the office every afternoon and his list of patients is increasing with no big difficulties. Uh, despite of all of the things that are happening in the natural course of his life, uh, his, he believes that everything sounds okay, uh, but however, he feels that something is missing. Next. The other scenario is a 45 year uh, orthopedic surgeon He's a, who is a faculty for a respected university. He's seeing a lot of patients. He has published some good research and also his skills as a medical educator are also very good. Next. Uh, He has finished his PhD recently with lots of compliance, his family is doing great, he has two kids and a good and loving spouse. However, besides of everything, he still feels that something uh, is missing. Next. And the last scenario is a 60-year-old orthopedic surgeon. He's at the position of chief for orthopedic division. He has received some good grants and prizes from his own research. And he's also considered from his peers and an exceptional leader and surgeon. Next. And he is at good health. Uh, he's going to become a grandpa in the next few years. And also the human resources department is calling to plan the retirement. And the feeling is that as he has no new plans, there is a feeling that you may have missed something. Next. So why does we still have like in early career, in mid-time career, and in late-time career, we feel that something is missing? Uh, Because uh, I think that the, the, the key point of that, that we can never stop. Next. And I would like to pinpoint some of the things that I believe that are important as I as I move on on my career. Next, Uh, you have to make a picture or a film of your life key goals. Uh, You have to to think about your practice, what you want from your practice, uh, the type of lifestyle you want to have, and you also have to plan to leave your mark. So you have to think uh, at the end of, of your or some period of your life what you have done uh, to leave your mark uh, in in your life. So what I think that is important that the goals may change priority uh, but they never disappear. Sometimes something is more important than the other, Uh, sometimes family is at the first place, sometimes you are so worried about your PhD or so worried about your research, so worried about your educational uh, activities. However, they are always there. If you lose one of them, you're gonna have the feeling that everything is not going well. So one of the tips that you have to write them to never forget them. Next. Uh, What I think that is important when you're talking about your practice that is good to be tired when you, you are in a day of work, like you have spent all the week working and you feel tired, this is something very good. But to be tired is different to be stressed. So if you're feeling stressed, uh, it, that means that you just not found the reasonings of your practice. So you have to reframe, reframe it and try to, to make some changes to, to avoid these like empty feelings. Next, uh, fear is a good feeling that makes you feel cautious. You may imagine if you have a, a air, air, uh, airline pilot that is not a fear, not is not afraid of flying. You cannot fly with him because he is not ca- cautious. Uh, however, uh, the the fear feeling can cannot make you paralyzed. Remember the. Th- the changes can be difficult, but to be paralyzed is to perish. And you have to think that to make some changes are good for all lifetime. It doesn't matter in what stage of your career you are. Next. You have to impose yourself a routine of hobbies, of sports, of out of medicine interaction, and you have to save some time to have family good quality interaction. You have to be cautious because uh, we have Zoom, we have WhatsApp, we have a lot of things that we can do at home and we, just, we are just not uh, uh, f- with, our, uh, with our family at uh, the way that we were supposed to do. Next. So this is the things that we like from lifestyle, uh, like running a marathon or having some good time with disposing kids in the beach on the start line of Toronto Marathon. Next, please. So in the, in the end of the day, you have to leave your mark. And from our perspective, for the things that I believed in our career, things are okay, you have to think about educational resources, research, and also innovation. Next. So, from the educational perspective, you have to look for new technologies, new ways of teaching, you have to interact with your peers, see what they are doing different than you, and also what is important is to interact with students, Uh, they are also a great source of, of reviewing. Uh, And there is something that is important these days that you have to try to outreach your local community, try to make your word widespread, and you have to remember always that it's always good to step back and to be a student again and to improve your your skills as as an educator. Next. Uh, I believe that research is always a great platform to review you can mentor new people and if you're doing good research, you have the opportunity of traveling abroad and this is something very important. Next. And, and in the end, you can try to innovate in some perspective, you, have, you go out of your comfort zone, you have the challenge of working with multi-area and multi-discipline peers. And what I believe that is important, you try to refresh your ideas from other activities, such, such as, for example, shot with your tennis court peer, and then have some different ideas from somebody that is not from the same area that you are. Next. So this is me and Fabio, who's going to speak in the next few minutes. Hey Fabio, how can we mix our artificial intelligence research with my clinical trials expertise? This is something that you can do in the tennis court and then apply this as an innovation uh, uh, task. Next. So what I believe that innovation can help us, you can work with artificial intelligence, with Intelligence with big data, with pragmatic multicenter trials, with telemedicine, and also uh, with all the things together with automatic diagnosis and treatment. And then we're gonna have some lessons from Dr. Fabio. Next. Thank you so much.
2: Uh, Thank you. Uh, Thanks for uh, having me tonight. It's my pleasure uh, to follow up on the presentation of uh, Dr. Vini Demorais. I'll be speaking more on the avoiding the plateau in your uh, practice. Uh, Next, please. So I chose a book that I recently read, Great by Joyce by Gene Collins. And why I chose that book? It's because uh, we are all uh, living and dealing uh, with a lot of uncertainty. And now, due to COVID, we're living the cause. And a lot of people rely on lucky. But why some people thrive, have success bec- uh, besides all of these uh, factors? Uh, so, what Jim Collins did on this book, so he assessed uh, top 10 uh, companies. And uh, for the last 10 years, so companies that were doing better than their peers. So uh, meaning that they have at least uh, 10 times higher uh, success comparing to their peers. And uh, these companies included Microsoft, Intel, Striker, AMG, Southwest Airline, and Progressive Insurance. Uh, And that can translate very well to a a physician into our lives. So, how uh, could uh, uh, we do our best uh, to improve ourselves and to keep evolving even in chaotic times? Uh, Next, please. So, uh, the book, I summarized the book in three lessons and how these lessons can apply. Uh, on a, on a Physician Award, on our award, uh, and also um, adding uh, ch- uh, the, thir- the fourth and the fifth lessons. So lesson number one, if you want to avoid plateau, uh, it's having a fanatic discipline. So this was one of the great uh, traits of the great companies and uh, for a physician, this uh, helps a lot with uh, our uh, life. So first, uh, uh, the example that they give uh, on that, is uh, the the famous expedition to the South Pole in 1910? So they have two teams. Uh, one of the teams uh, was the winner, and the other teams, the other team, in addition to losing the race, never made back. And what, which were the major difference between these two? Like the one who had succeed and the one who failure, who had the failure. So the the, the team that had succeed, they would like like uh, sail or walk 20 miles every day, no matter the weather conditions. The, the the team that lost and did not return, they, if, if it was a beautiful day with good condition, they would like sail for 50, 60, eight miles as much as they can. But then at some point they were they were exhausted and they could not make further and they, they end up uh, losing um, the, the long-term run. So uh, what that tells us is that uh, on medicine, if you want to avoid the plateau, you need to be uh, gaining small pockets of new knowledge every single day, and keep that to make uh, you your biggest asset that will pay dividends in the future. Next, please. Lesson number two, uh, it says, you should only innovate when you have evidence to support it. But what that means, It means that like big companies or a smart uh, physician do not do new things without learning how to do it and without making sure that he knows the pathways, he knows how to connect and how to add the dots. Uh, A big example that they uh, they tell in the book is that uh, in 2001, Apple released the first iPod uh, that you know today but on the beginning, the iPod uh, was only Mac compatible. So that was a low risk and a low cost. Uh, after this, they, they realized the success of the, the iPod, uh, they then make it a non-Mac compatible. And after that, they develop iTunes and they develop other uh, new tools that evolved to iPhone and then the AirPods. So they, they are not taking a, a lot of risk, but they are, you know, they are bringing innovation and that is changing uh, the full environment. And then as a physician, we should all, 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 always do the same. We want to learn something new, you want to jump in on artificial intelligence, machine learning, a new surgical technique, so you don't try uh, to learn the most difficult ones from, from the beginning. You start small, you learn step by step, and that will help you gain confidence and um, bring in Uh, your best game out and that will make uh, you uh, innovate with uh, evidence that you can do it. Next please. Next please. Okay, uh, the lesson number three is never rely on lucky or chances to take care of things instead of maximize them by working hard. So for anyone who knows the basics of investing, uh, we we know uh, ROI means return on investment. What I like to, to to, to, to say here to my students or my trainees is that you need to have like your ROL, return on lucky. So every investor, every trainee, every physician needs, wants to maximize uh, their return on investment. So they get the, the more money or the better result per dollar or per work uh, invested. So if you work hard, if you get a small package of uh, knowledge and new information, every year, every day, every month, that will support and that will create many opportunities for lucky to arrive. So meaning that uh, you are your best uh, investment. So you should make sure that you're doing the best activities uh, to to make your knowledge, uh, to make your skills to increase. Next, please. Lesson number four is develop a strong network and develop soft skills. So as I said, uh, network, uh, opportunities are key. You need to be prepared. So the opportunities will come and then we'll be able to succeed. So it's important to keep on networking and you, s- you need to start a networking as soon as possible. So a, p- a person that you met on med school, you never know in a couple of years will be in a department that you might be willing to collaborate for research. You might be applying for a job. Uh, your friends from residency, they will go to different places and then you could collaborate, you can learn new skills, and you can uh, also build, build strong partnership. And uh, in addition to that, when you build a good network, you have people that will support your career and will help you to exceed what you have planned and uh, what you want to, to achieve over time. In addition to that, nowadays is more uh, than important to develop soft skills. So soft skills in healthcare, they play a big magic nowadays. Uh, communication, uh, it's number one for me. So if if you are uh, a physician, uh, you need to, to optimize the way you can communicate with your peers, communicate uh, with, uh, with your patient, and communicate with the community. Because most of the time, a majority of our time, we are communicating. We are communicating to patients, disease, diagnosis, management plan. We, we are communicating results of research. We are pitching for a grant, uh, and, and, and that is its, it's key uh, as a skill. So a second skill that I really uh, think is important for you to avoid plateau, it's learning how to work in, as a team is getting more uh, problem-solve uh, skills, and also trying to increase your creativity. And how you can do that, a way of doing that, it's by reading books outside of uh, your clinical practice or outside of things that you feel comfortable, and that will bring, bring to you new information, information that helps, that, that will help you uh, to, build up uh, more skills and that will open you more uh, important opportunities. Next, please. And uh, the lesson number five is uh, stay away from negative people or commercial bias. So uh, in, in your career as a physician, you always will see that there'll, there'll be like negative people that, that will like impede your dreams or diminish your achievements. So you need to be in a nice um, department or environment because we know that we are the average of the five people that we spend most time with. So if you want to have like a a great career, you need to be surrounded by positive people that are smarter than you. You don't want to be in a department that you feel that you are the smarter uh, smarter person in that department because then you're not going to grow. You're not going to learn. You need people that... Are better than you that thinks are different than you to help you uh, to increase uh, your ability of having critical thinking and also to push harder for achievements. Your, your growth uh, depends on people around you. your success on getting research done uh, on get grants will depend on people around you uh, and Finally, when I say about uh, trying to be away in, your, in the beginning of your career of commercial bias is that you need to be very careful because there's a very uh, tiny uh, threshold uh, between the bias that you will have with the industry and how that can impact your critical thinking. So I would say that for the start, try to apply to small grants, try to do like your research and then build up your career for uh, future and big achievements. Uh, Next, please. That was my final uh, slide, Thank, uh, thanks everyone. It was my pleasure presenting today.